This episode of the Flowcast is brought to you by the San Francisco Salt Company. They can be reached at sfsalt.com or 800-480-4540. They are the place as far as getting salt, uh, Epsom salt for our float tanks go. Uh, they have a couple of different varieties of them. Um, all of them are USP uh, approved. Uh, one of them is made here in the United States and one of them is made overseas. The overseas one is a little bit cheaper. Uh, so a center that's opening up and has a couple different tanks or float rooms, it might be a little bit cheaper if you, uh, or definitely would be a little bit cheaper if you opted for the overseas brand. But like I said, uh, they are both USP approved. Um they have two different shipping points. One of them is on the West Coast. One of them is on the East Coast. Uh, so if you're concerned about shipping costs, you know, getting to the East Coast from San Francisco, don't be because they have that covered as far as, uh, you know, a couple of different places they ship from. So check them out at, at uh, sfsalt.com or at 800-480-4540 and tell them that we sent you, please. Uh, we are also brought to you by flotationlocations.com. And flotationlocations.com is the place to go to find a float center, um, to find out information about float tanks, to find out information about floating, check out videos. It, it really is an amazing website and it's becoming a very, very valuable resource in this entire industry. Um, they have a new exciting program out called the Float Saver so that people um, that are looking to float and they find your float center, if you're involved with them, uh, the the person who found your center can book online right then and there, right from flotation locations, and their float comes at a discount as well. So it's more an incentive to get them in for a float. Uh, so if you're a manufacturer or a float center or just somebody looking to float, check them out at flotationlocations.com and tell them as well that we sent you. And here we go. Hey, what up, guys? I'm Tom, and you're checking out episode 44 of the Floatcast. This is a podcast all about floating, float tanks isolation tanks and all the awesome things that go along with it uh hanging out here is my uh my partner who's also turned into my booking agent uh hardy patel what's going on hardy what up guys how's the float world doing no response that's good that's good that means they're all floating and uh we're joined here by chris the running suit guy how are you how are you yeah, and uh chris is a pretty cool thing going on he, he just walked into our place about an hour ago to say hello and uh in an awesome suit on it has all Various patches and kind of things on it from, uh, I guess, people who support him and sponsor him and that kind of thing. Right, right. And, uh, tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about what, what you got going on as far as. Yeah, I just, uh, I started the running suit guy as a business, I guess, about a couple of years ago, but I've been running in this suit for about 10 years. And I'm a marathon runner, but, um, I like to have a little fun with it. And, um, the start of the whole thing was uh, I went to a Halloween party dressed as Indiana Jones, and it was a lot of fun. Loved being uh, indie, and um, who wouldn't? Uh, yeah, it was a very I know cool. I do. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very cool outfit, and I wanted to wear the outfit again. And I didn't want to wait till Halloween, so I thought, hey, I wonder where can I wear the outfit? And I thought about it, and I was like, well, wait a minute, he runs in the movie. He's always running in the movie, so I decided, you know, I'm going to try to run. Like Indiana Jones. That sounds cool. So I did it and people loved it, right? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with that. So I did that for a couple of years and then I thought, I wonder if I could make it even harder and put on a suit and tie. I wonder if I could run a 10K, six miles, in a suit, tie, fedora, and dress shoes. And I did. And, I, you know, people had a, you know, there's a lot of fun. Oh, man, the shoes are, I mean, not that. Not to downplay the suit aspect of it, but the shoes for me are the hardest thing to get past because I'm like, 
I like bring, I'm like a, a chick. I bring like two pairs of shoes to me to a wedding. I'm like, all right, as soon as this is over, I'm going to pop on these little, you know, sneakers I got going on here. I yeah. can imagine running 1K, let alone 10 of them. Running 100 yards, man. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just didn't want to take any shortcuts. I wanted it to look exactly like I was going out for a night on the town. And instead of going for a night out on the town, I'm going to run a 10K. Let me see if I could do that. And I did it. And, you know, the reporters, I mean, it, it was very positive. And then the reporters who cover the same race every year, they're looking for a story, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the story? Oh, hey, wait a minute. I got to talk to that guy in the suit. What's going on? So I started getting a lot of exposure and I thought, you know, somebody would pay for that. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, it's very similar to NASCAR. There's ads all over the place. That's a race. But there's no ads in foot races. So I thought, oh, listen, I'm going to promote businesses and charities on my suit. People ask me about the charity thing. It's like, look, charities I promote for free and businesses I promote for a fee. Yeah. So that's kind of like how the whole thing got started. And it's a lot of fun. Wow, man. That's amazing. And uh, just recently... uh you just ran one of the biggest marathons. Is it the biggest? The-, the New York City Marathon. I just ran that uh, November 1st. And it is the largest marathon in the world. Over 50,000 runners. And I ran that for the first time in my suit uh, this past Sunday. And uh-huh. it, it was exciting. It was, it was, listen, just this past Sunday, like four, four or five days ago? Yep, this past Sunday. So actually it was a, yeah, about a week, week and a half ago. So it was, uh, I'd never, I ran the marathon before, uh, knew kind of like what I was getting myself into, but never in the suit. Now, you know, it was a challenge. I wanted to see if I could do it. Plus it's a great opportunity for me to give back. And I get an opportunity to promote the different charities. One of them is the Marcy Mazzola Foundation. Small charity, but it's a great story. It's for abused children. And, you know, I don't have some of these diseases or even know anybody who has some of these diseases that are part of a lot of these benefits. But everybody can relate to an abused child. Mm. And so I decided to promote that charity in the New York City Marathon, in addition to the Smile Train, which is a charity for children, again, born with a cleft palate. That's the the little uh, thing in their upper lip. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, a child is innocent. So that stuff touches my heart. Touches my heart, I'm going to promote it. And the other charity on, on my back is the Carol Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund. My sister passed away from that. So that touches my heart. So I can promote the charities and also make a few dollars because I promote businesses who are looking for a different way, a unique, fun way to get the word out. So... You've, uh, how long, how many years have you been running for? I've been running, well, I, I ran, the first big race I ever ran was the 1994 New York City Marathon. So that's over 20 years ago. Um, but I've been running, I'd say probably since the early 90s. The reason why I started running, I was dating a girl who was a runner. <laughs> and she was always out there training. So, I don't know, if I wanted to spend any time with her, I was going to have to learn how to run. (laughs) So she got me running, and so I was like, great. So one thing led to another. 
Does she does she run in a suit too? She does not. In fact, I don't really know what she's doing anymore because we've we've since broken up, and that was a while ago. But I can say that you know one of the uh, the positives out of that relationship was that she got me into running. Wow! So if you're listening out there, what's her name? Her yeah. name? Yeah. No, 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 no. So I doubt she's listening because she lives in the Netherlands. <laughs> so unless you guys have awesome reach, I don't think she's listening. Be surprised the power of the flowcast, Chris. Yeah. Well, know. listen, that would be surprising. <laughs> we, we got listeners from all over the world. So uh, so you, you just came in, was it recently, was it, you had your first float? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been here twice now, and I saw the movie Altered States with William Hurt. Mm-hmm. I think it came out in 1979, maybe. 80, right around there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it really interested me. So I've been thinking about doing this floating thing for a really long time. And I finally, you know, with the internet, right, it's easy. I did some research, found out, hey, the float place on Long Island. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go check it out. So I had my first float. And you know, your first float, it's all new for you. You don't quite know the procedure. It's, it's a little unnerving. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to come back and do it again. And the second time, now you have a rhythm. Now you know the procedure, what you need to do. And I just, it feels like dreaming without dreaming and things come in and out of my head. And I'm anxious now to do it again because I think every time I do it, I'm going to get deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that's going to take me, but look, I don't know. I didn't know where the running suit guy was going to take me. But it's the same kind of a thing where you try something and you do it a couple of times and you're like, wow, this has opened up my eyes. So I was, you know, and look, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know anything about a float place, isolation mm-hmm. tanks, any of that. And, you know, you get one chance to make a good first impression. So when I came here, I was like, okay, pretty good. You know, it's tight. Uh, everything was up to date. Everything looks new. Everything looks fresh. Everything was clean. Um, that's impressive. Thank you. So, you know, just that, that comes from the heart. You know, I wouldn't come back a second time if I had some questions, you know, about the, the, uh, the cleanliness and, and all of that. And there weren't any. So it's professional. I like the aftercare. You can have a cup of tea. You can discuss what you uh, experienced in the float tank. I, I like all that stuff. Yeah, and that second, you know, that second, but you know, that last part you just mentioned is such a, uh, a huge part of the entire like floating experience that a lot of people, you know, Hardy will tell you firsthand. He, he'll sometimes sit with talking to people for hours and hours and it's, I think the funniest is, or the most interesting, actually, I should say, is when somebody comes out and they're like, yeah, you know, the float is cool. And like, they're kind of like on the fence, wishy-washy about it. Um, and then you sit and talk to them and ask them a couple of questions about their float. And then a half hour later, they're asking about signing up for a membership and when they can come back. Um, and it's not because of us selling them on anything and, and making them believe that they liked it. We kind of just, it's us asking them the right questions to kind of make, make them go back and think about their float and things that they experience and, and almost remember part of it. Um, and then once they kind of realize it and say it out loud and think about it, they're like, Oh, you know what? That was pretty amazing. I, I didn't realize this and this, but you know, it's, it's, it is interesting to see. 
That that's such a great point. You you put it perfectly. I can't even add to that. That's exactly what the aftermath is here at the Flow Place. Like we make sure we just bring up questions, they answer. People figure out things on their own, and they start realizing as time is more spent back. They're like, wow, it's like you know what? I remember this. Oh wow, I remember this, and this is how I felt. And you'll be surprised at what kind of um, things people say and what they realize about themselves or anything that could help them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, as far as your after your your second float is after the the race. Um, is that right? No, yeah. right? Was it? The, was it after your the second race? float was like two months after your first one, and it was uh, it was like four, was it last week? Yeah, four days after it was on uh, Wednesday. It was yep, you raced it was on Wednesday, and you, the marathon. Okay, was on it was a on Sunday, right? So you, yeah, you came um, and you floated. Yeah, four days after. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the marathon. Uh, um, you know it. To be honest, I thought it was going to be harder than it was. And um, I never have an issue with, you know, it's funny you brought up the shoe thing. And I never have an issue with my feet. Maybe my knees, maybe my hips, that kind of a thing. But, you know, I finished that race and, you know, I really wanted to come to the float place and kind of see where I was at after running 26 miles in a suit and dress shoes. And so I came on Wednesday and, uh, you know, it was the kind of thing where you almost felt like you were back to normal. No issues, no nothing. That's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like the idea of being in a place in when you're floating where there is nothing going on there and you you almost concentrate you're not concentrating on anything except you can hear yourself breathing that's about it and you know these different things come in your head at least for me they float in they float out mm-hmm. something else floats in and it floats out and that's the thing why i want to come back because i want to see where that goes i want to see if it happens again or if other images, maybe deeper images, because I'm trying to build a business. So you're always thinking about how to do that. Um, and so I like the idea of coming to the float place, having, uh, you know, an hour session and just kind of like decompressing, you know, and, and having a cup of tea afterwards, just taking the time out before you go back out into that world. Yeah, you don't have to rush to turn your phone back on just yet. Uh, no, leave it right. off for a little while. It's okay, and, right. it, and it's nice to have that no distraction zone. You know, like no stimuli coming in. It's like giving your body a break physically and mentally. Yeah, again, and I want to see where it takes me. You know, I've been here twice. I want to go. I want to do it more. I want to see where what happens. You know, I'm excited to see where it goes because I, I think there's there's something to it. I think there's something to it. I think there's the whole idea of sensory deprivation, depriving your body of any senses and seeing just what happens. That's interesting to me. And Float Place gives me the opportunity. And, you know, meeting you guys and seeing how well it's run, that's cool. You know, it's not that far from my home. Um, so I want to use the opportunity. How far are we? We, you are man, maybe 15 minutes. How many miles is Perfect. that? How many miles is that? <laughs> I have not run it. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, next time you might got to run in here in a suit. Throw, throw yeah, yeah, throw me, yeah, yeah. And, and then and I won't feel like running, I'll tell you. 
It's just, yeah, they're going to have to run back, right? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want to run back. No, not after coming out of here. I want to just go and do nothing for a while. I, I'm still astonished at uh, running in his shoes 26 miles. That's, I'm just thinking about half a mile, Tom. Like this whole time, I just keep picturing my feet, the blisters, and <laughs> like. Well, you know, that's, that's funny because I want to uh, contact the shoe manufacturer. And explain to them, look, you know, I wore your shoes. Here they are at the beginning of the marathon. Here they are during the marathon. Because, you know, the marathon people, they're really uh, very good. They have photographers all along the route. They have video of you all along the route. So there's proof of little Chris here, the running suit guy, running in your shoes in the New York City Marathon. And then the final shot is... Some great photos of me crossing the finish line in their shoes. So I would love to contact them and say, "Look, I have some wonderful footage. Let's talk." You know, yeah, this kind absolutely. Of a thing. You yeah. kidding me? Because that to me is a great selling point. And these shoes, I'm telling you, no issues. And that, oh, that's kind of funny. These shoes, no issues. Get it? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> All right, I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, as far as your socks go, I've never worn those kind of shoes and not worn dress socks. Did you wear dress socks or some sort of like non-dress sock? No, no, no. Well, uh, you know, I, people ask me that all the time. Like, how do, what do I do? And I always tell them, look, it's, <clears throat> I have my secrets. Trade secret. Um, but I, I get it. I, get it. I, I can share, uh, 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 one thing. All right. Here we go. I, I do wear multiple pairs of socks. Okay. And the idea behind that is uh, there is a, well, uh, there actually is another, there's a type of sock that's made where it's a sock within a sock. Again, I don't want to mention the manufacturer because we haven't talked yet. Mm -hmm. But that kind of reduces blisters because instead of your foot rubbing against the material, now your foot is in the sock and the sock is rubbing against the material. Uh, The chafing issue. right, Right. So there's no chafing or there's minimized chafing. So, and then I put on a black sock because, of course, we have to look tight. Yeah. We have to look exactly like we're going out. And that that's my feeling. I, I want to look like, hey, honey, we're going to go out dancing. Oh, we, hold on. I'll meet you there. I'm going to run 10 miles, you know. <laughs> and, and except for being a little sweaty, I, I'd be able to do it. So, yeah, I do wear multiple socks. Um, and there are some other little precautions that I take, but nothing that's out of the ordinary that you couldn't do. And a lot of it I found out through trial and error. Mm. So, you know, I have come back and be like, oh, my goodness, I got to do something else. And you try it. And that's the only way you learn is you need to try. So, yeah. But basically, you you need to start with a good shoe. Mm. And, you know, as as a runner, you know that when you try on a pair of sneakers and it rubs you just a little bit, you don't buy them because that little bit becomes a big bit yeah. when you're running 10, 20 miles. So the same thing with these shoes. And it's kind of funny because I, I went to buy, I used to use these other shoes, this other manufacturer. And I've been running in them for years. I go to this shoe store to buy another pair. But I wanted to try out, let me just see what else is out there. And I tried these other shoes that I wore for the New York City Marathon. And there was such a big difference. I was like, wow, I like those. I'm going to wear these. And I'm telling you, I get there. 
It's not an issue. You run 26 miles. I was fine. I was fine. So that's a testament to the shoe. It sure is. I mean, I, uh, in addition to doing, doing this, Hardy and I both work a couple other jobs. Um, and I bartend a couple nights a week. If I'm like, if I grab the wrong shoes before I leave my house and I'm on a, doing a bar shift, like at the end, I'm like, oh my God, these things, I just want to throw them across the room. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm sure that shoe selection is definitely important. <laughs> yeah. Shoe selection and the suit actually is also the, uh, an issue. This suit was, is made by Buco Couture. That's B-U-C-C-O. He has a mobile men's store. So instead of a man taking a half a day on a Saturday going to get fitted for a suit or what have you, he comes to you in a fully stocked uh, Mercedes Sprinter van. And this suit comes from Buco Couture, the suit that I, that I wore for the New York City Marathon. And that's also important because you have to have a suit that is lightweight, doesn't chafe, mm-hmm. um, and still looks sharp. Yes, yeah, so I got a stretch or anything like that, you know. Correct. You don't want it because it's all about, yet yeah, you need to look good, especially if I'm going to be promoting a business. That's why people ask me, you know, don't you ever loosen your tie? Don't you ever take off your hat? And I was like, no. The way I yeah, start. Yeah, when I go home and I close the door. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and that's about it. That's about it. When I go home and I close the door, that's when I take everything off because I have to look tight because I'm representing my clients. So whether it's float place, Buco Couture, or even these charities that I do for free, it's important to make a good impression. Absolutely. Right? Everyone, you get a first chance to make a good first impression. Now, I remember you were... Uh, you can make, make a first chance to make a good first impression. Yeah, of course. Um, you were telling me last time uh, you saw... what other Some people are going running barefoot? Yeah, I went, I went to the Marathon Expo, which is, you know, the, the day before, a couple of days before to go pick up your number and to look around at all the different, uh, uh, vendors that they have there. And there was a guy who, cause I went in my suit, of course, because I'm trying to promote. Build the brand, absolutely. Build the brand. So I go in the suit and of course people are all astonished looking at me. And I'm, I'm at this one vendor and this guy shows up barefoot. And I had heard about barefoot runners, but I thought they never completed the race. They probably just passed by a camera and got some airtime. And I asked him, I said, you run the whole race barefoot? He goes, yeah. He said, and, and he was at the expo barefoot. So I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And he goes, what you do is impressive. And I said, what do you mean, the shoes? He's like, no, <laughs> the suit. <laughs> he goes, I couldn't imagine running in a full suit, long pants, you know, white shirt, uh, you know, and, and a suit jacket and a tie. He goes, that's crazy. I said, yeah, well, you know, at least I win best dressed award. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hardy, pop quiz. Bare feet or uh, suit? You got to run a marathon. What are you doing? I don't know, man. I'm doing one shoe, one barefoot. <laughs> no way, <laughs> I'm man. not making it a half a mile either way, man. No. <laughs> Now, well, how about yourself, Tom? Uh, I think I probably would, I don't know. I think I probably would go suit. The suit. I don't know if I, I, I think I'd probably make it about three quarters of a mile. I just would barely outlast Hardy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. The idea of running to bare feet just scares me more than anything else. Cause it's just, you know. Yeah. And that's the issue because you can, you can step on a stone. And that's, that's another issue actually yeah. is, is the, uh, spraining an ankle. You know, it's very easy to do that. Now, again, I have my little secrets to take care of that. 
But um, you can sprain an ankle just stepping on a little pebble and your ankle just starts to roll. And that's happened to me. And I'd be like, holy cripes, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get injured. It takes a long time to heal. So, you know, yeah, injury is like I'm petrified now. Like now I won't do any of these nature runs or trail runs or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you can a root, a rock. Uh, whatever it is um i'm not gonna risk it because now i have a business yeah it's not really a controlled environment like say like a racetrack or like something like that it's correct at least if you're on a road you're reasonably expect you know the the reasonable expectation is there's not going to be a root from a tree i get a branch a branch or something uh on on the road so but i'll tell you tom the issue with running in the suit is heat right and and salt and salt we're, we're, we're experts with salt (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Salt won't phase us. <laughs> right, that's right. The uh, float pl- uh, place uses a lot of salt. What, uh, what's the issue with the salt? Uh, just sweating. Ah. You sweat a lot, and you lose a lot of sodium, and you lose a lot of electrolytes, all that. So I drank so much Gatorade at, at the New York City Marathon, I was going to throw up. <laughs> so right. I was sick to death of Gatorade, but I knew I needed those electrolytes. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably still didn't even go to the bathroom. You probably just drank it, drank it, drank it. Exactly. So wait, you guys are allowed, like, did, did you stop and go to the bathroom? Do you guys? You oh, just, some people do. I don't. I uh, don't. Anybody's running and sweating, they're not gonna, they're not peeing. They just. Yeah, and, and some people, you know, look, if, if, if you couldn't do it before the race, sometimes, you know, it'll hit you at the very beginning and you're like, and you see people stopping. But, you know, once I, again, once I start, I'll finish. So I'm not a big fan of stopping if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I did take some sodium tablets, uh, which means, of course, you have to unwrap it, take it out, you know, take it out of your pocket, unwrap it. So you know, I have to stop for a minute, take a cup of water and take that because my issue is I can't faint. And sometimes, you know, you get a little lightheaded because not only do you have a suit on, you have a nice fedora, nice little hat, you know, your tippy hat There's to the ladies. Cap just keeping, everything, keeping all that heat in. Keeping all the heat in. So I know that I need to drink a lot and, you know, replace the electrolytes. And they have like sodium tablets and things like that that you can take. So I actually ended up uh, towards the very end of mile 18, maybe mile 20. There was a medical tent. You know, they have them all along the route where they were handing out a cup of water and a cup of salt. Now, I had not seen that before at the marathon. But I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> give me the cup of salt. <laughs> and all it is is a little, little, you know, a little maybe half a, half a teaspoon, but you shove that, you know, you put that on your tongue and it's almost immediate that you feel better. I yeah. don't know how that works, but, um, because, you know, you start to feel a little faint. And, um, again, that's not an image that I really want out there. You know, the running suit guy fainted on no. the side of a, on the it's side not of the like road. he was the random runner number sixteen seventy four or whatever. You're you're you know yeah. You definitely uh, definitely get a lot of publicity if that happens. Yeah, but you know, there's good publicity <laughs> and there's bad publicity. So um, you can see the stupid headline, the falling suit guy, and it's like right, stupid right, little you right, know, running right, suit right. guy falls during the New York City Marathon. Right. Yeah, right. So well, listen, but, maybe maybe I could have gotten some compassion. Who knows? <laughs> wow. No, it's uh, a, a lot of people actually say that like first thing in the morning i did it for a while and uh i had my wife actually did it when she was pregnant um which was first thing in the morning wake up pretty much roll over 
and have a glass of salt water, water with some uh, really? Himalayan crystal salt in it. Right. And the idea of it is it kind of gives your body the initial um, blood pressure increase that it needs to kind of wake up because, you know, back in you know primitive times, you roll over, you get out of bed, you stand up. If you faint, you know, a lion's going to eat you or something. So your body, you know, you need enough blood pressure to kind of get up and kind of walk around. So right. one of the first things your body does is kind of address that and increases your blood pressure. Um, so taking that little bit of salt takes a lot of the pressure off your adrenal glands and kind of helps alleviate that. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't need it until I heard it on a podcast and I kind of looked it up and it seemed legit. Yeah. Um, although, although, although I tell you, you cannot buy a salt tablet in any of these uh, drugstores that they have now. Um and I asked the, uh, the pharmacist and he goes, it's a, it's actually a blood pressure issue. Um, because, uh, just a regular salt tablet can, I guess, uh, uh, jack up your spike you so much, spike it to give you whatever it gives you a heart attack or whatever. I, I don't know, but these salt tablets, they're actually, um, uh, well, again, I don't want to mention the company, but they are a combination of electrolytes and, uh, what is it, um, magnesium, potassium, stuff yeah. like that. Okay, so it's nice little, like salt cocktail, pretty much. More or less, right. So that's what I tried. Um, and, and it seemed to work, you know, yeah. but, uh, well, you said the second, pretty much the second went on your tongue, you kind of like. Well, that's it. And so I was using the salt tablets the whole time. And then when they had the regular, I guess it was table salt. Um, and I stuck that on my tongue. Sometimes the stuff you know works and that worked. And it was mile 18, mile 20. I was feeling it by that time, you know. Uh, like I used to say near the end. Yeah, mile 18 or 20. Like, oh, you mean only another 6.2 miles to go? That's it. That's all. I'm almost there. It's 6.2 miles. That's nothing for the running suit guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, listen, I tell you, a lot of it is the crowd. The crowd feeds my uh feeds my energy and i tell people this all the time look when you smile i smile i run another mile <laughs> and that's exactly that's exactly how it works i i i feed off the energy of the spectators or even the runners the runners will pass me by they'll tap me on the shoulder going good job or whatever that makes me feel good right Man. so you're smiling you get a little energized you're like yeah you know and you run another 10 feet what's uh um what kind of preparation do you do like the like do you practice in your suit do you practice in your shoes or do you just not practice like do yeah that's a that's a great question i had a friend of mine a buddy of mine who said you know if you actually ever trained you could really be something (laughs) i uh i'm not a big fan of 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 training so i'll use like a 5k or a 10k race uh to train um but New York City Marathon. I don't play around with that. So yeah, that's uh, a pretty big uh, right. That's that's you know. Listen, there have people. There have been people who uh, have died running the New York City Marathon. So um, I don't take any chances when I do train. I train in in regular shorts and a, and a t-shirt and sneakers. Again, I don't push my luck running around in dress shoes. Um, however, when there's a crowd. And there are people there that can feed my energy. And I know that they are going to respond to a guy running along with all these people in little shorts and, and t-shirts in a full suit and a fedora and dress shoes. And he tips his hat to the ladies like a gentleman. People like that. They smile. They, they cheer you on. I get energized and I run, like I said, you know, a, a few more miles. So 
Yeah, when I'm training out there and there's nothing going on, there's no crowds of people. I throw this, I throw the uh, the shorts on with the with the sneakers, and I train usually with some music. But you know, when I'm running, like I might run this weekend. I don't know. I'm undecided, but uh, if I do, I'll have the suit on. Yeah, because that's that's just it feeds me, so it actually helps me. And it brings joy to the crowd, you know. Look, when when you're uh when you're in the crowd cheering on all the runners, they tend to look alike after a while. You can't even distinguish one from the next mm. until you see the guy running in the suit. Yeah. Now we like that. Now we're gonna clap for that guy because that's you know inventive. He's you know that's out of the box thinking. Yeah, and especially when you have some people like I know there are people that go every year to the marathon and they see oh this is my spot I go in the same spot every year and I wait to all the runners and everything right and now it's there's this sea of fifty thousand people that all kind of blur together and look the same. And then there's that guy in the suit. Remember that guy? Remember that guy in the suit? Oh, there he is again. Here he comes. Hey, what's up, suit right, guy? Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. So basically, we got to end this. And everybody, you got to start looking out for Chris, the running suit guy, coming to a race near you. Yeah, I might be running. Uh, thank you. I might be running in Syosset this weekend. And uh, there is the there's a Christmas run in uh, Beth Page. So I'll be running that. I that's the called the Ho 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 Holiday Run. And uh, I'm are sure you, you going to wear that. a Santa Claus suit for that? No, no. You know that's a, that's great. If I could just uh, real quick story, I have run as Santa Claus. What? I have, and uh, it's a. I think it's a five mile race, but it's through the uh, streets of Bethpage. And again, I don't cheat, right? So I have the entire outfit. I have a big pillow in front of me, so I look fat. <laughs> I have the the whole beard and the mustache and the hat and all that. And let me tell you something. That is the hardest outfit that I've ever run in. Real hot. Your face is itching. I couldn't even imagine. You it. can't breathe through the mustache and the beard. You can't get air in there. And those velour suits probably don't breathe very well. Oh, please. Oh, but but here's the trade-off: the smile on the children's faces when I come running through because I play it up, right? So I'm running along and I see the little kids because the parents bring their little kids out to wave to the runners and I'm like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And the look of awe on that child's face is priceless. So I have run as Santa Claus. He's been retired now because now the running suit guy is here. But um yeah, I'll be running in Beth Page. As the running suit guy cheering on, you know, uh, well, being cheered on and uh, and having a lot of fun with it. So that's awesome. Listen, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be on the podcast for the yeah. float place. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks for running over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ran to my car and then I ran from the car into Flow Place. Chris, do you so. have a, uh, do you have like a website or an email or anything like that you want to drop for people that are interested in maybe sponsoring you? Yeah, absolutely. You can check out my uh, website at www.therunningsuitguy.com. Pretty simple. There it is. And, uh, so there, there's all, you know, sorts of information on, uh, on the fees. Um, I can, can I mention the fee? Please, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, to be on the suit is $495. Uh, that's per race, but I get to the race, of course, an hour or so before the race. 
stay an hour or so after the race. I get a lot of attention. I get a lot of photographs. Those photographs end up on Facebook. Some of them end up in Newsday, Long Island Business News, uh, the local newspaper. And so if I'm in the local newspaper and you're advertising on my suit, you just made the local newspaper. So it's a great opportunity for you to get the word out in a unique, uh, fun way. And then, of course, the, the best part for the advertiser is that I have a lot of pockets. Inside those pockets or what? The business cards, the brochures, the menus, the whatevers of my clients, I hand them out before and after the race and sometimes during the race. Because everybody comes up to me going, oh, what's this all about? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Here, here's a card. Here's a brochure. Go check it out. So, you know, not only are advertisers getting their name out there in a unique, fun way, there are also good possibility it's going to be in some local paper, good possibility it's going to be on someone's Facebook page. And if I'm on the Facebook page, if I'm in the newspaper, you're in the newspaper. And then on top of that, I'm handing out your literature. So these runners are going to go home with that, put it on the kitchen table, and read it later. Mm-hmm. And so they see it over and over and over. And the way advertising works is repetition. You all know the Geico Gecko. It's all, you know, it's repetition over and over and over. Same thing with this. You see it at the race, you bring it home, you see it on Facebook, you see it in the newspaper. So it's a great way to get the name out. $4.95 for a large patch, $2.95 for a smaller patch. I hand out your literature, I get a lot of attention, and that's what it's all about. That's great, Chris. Thank you for being here. Yeah, Chris, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Flow place. Thank you. Hardy, you want to, any uh, parting words? Hardy, did you think of a, uh, a, sl- a signing off slogan yet? Uh, I know you texted me one and I liked it and I totally forgot what it was. Oh, man, Hardy. I got to do everything around here with that. Good, I haven't floated in two weeks, man. I'm losing my <laughs> memory cells. Yeah, Hardy's on float strike. We'll get into that next time. Um, well, uh, Hardy, since you didn't remember it, I'm going to use it and then you can uh, maybe use it next time. So just say, say your goodbyes and then I'll, I'll do a final sign off. And- See you guys later. <laughs> Take care, everybody. All right, y'all. Thanks for checking out the, uh, the podcast. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast as a guest, you can email us, uh, email us at thefloatplace at gmail.com. Um, thanks to our sponsors, flotationlocations.com and SF, uh, San Francisco Salt Company, which is sfsalt.com. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. <laughs> stay salty and uh, keep your tanks clean. Bye. Take care, friends. Bye. Bye.